Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Sammy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Lucas Smithson. He's a videographer and photographer who specializes in creating travel, outdoor, and adventure content. He started recording his travels and became an influencer with about over 400,000 followers across platforms and counting. He started his journey to inspire others to get out and go. Lucas, welcome to the podcast. Wow. Thank you for the introduction. Very, very nice of you. I am super excited to be here and share some of the things I've learned, but also just get to have a chit chat with you. So yeah, definitely. Well, and you're in a space that I feel like so many people feel like it's magic. Yes, I get that a lot. I get that. It's kind of like pie in the sky. Like how the heck is that real life type of thing? Sometimes I have to pinch myself. uh, But I also realize, you know, it's like anything with the business. If you work hard enough and you kind of learn kind of the tricks of the trade you can you can make it into a career so but there are definitely times I have to pinch myself realize how blessed I am with some of the things I get to do yeah definitely so let's start with your journey can you share a little bit about your journey how you started in the world of adventure and outdoor travel yeah it started honestly actually quite a while ago. And it was really just like a hobby, something that I did with free time. I worked full time and we would kind of go on adventures when we could, whenever we had like PTO or or free time and, and we would film and record and things like that. And, you know, we were gaining an audience, but things didn't really, really pick up until probably around pandemic time. But to take you back on kind of what sparked everything, I was on a, with my family to a family reunion. And I was in the back of my parents' car and there was a big Atlas map there. And I opened up the Atlas map and I was looking at all these cool places in the country, national parks, different things. And we had visited a few cool places along our drive. And I was like, man, there's so much to see, you know? And so I'm opening up this this map and I'm like, geez, I want to go to all of this. And somehow I convinced my parents that following summer to rent us a 10 passenger van and I filled it with seven of my best friends and we drove from Virginia to California and back on it was like 20 days we visited like nine national parks we drove 9,000 miles and I was pretty much hooked from the get-go after that and so I always knew I kind of wanted to go into some sort of space after that but that journey of like where that started as like going into college to where I'm at today is obviously you know been a fun, fun ride. So I know that I didn't prepare this question, but I have a a question around the technical aspects of it. So did you just start initially just start with photographs and, you know, how have you kind of progressed with the technology that you use? Yeah. So my, my buddy that was with me, Nate, who's one of my best friends, and he does a lot of editing on our long form video. He was studying to become a cinematographer in school. So he had camera equipment. My brother was a graphic designer and he was going to school for that. So he had a, you know, a pretty nice camera. It wasn't like considered professional grade. And I had a little GoPro that I just kind of ran around with my GoPro and took selfies and, and videos when we were like jumping in the water and stuff. I had no idea what I was doing. And that's like slowly progressed into self teaching myself 
how to use uh, professional camera equipment, realizing, you know, that these are a powerhouse. And so it's been a long journey, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of, I've paid for many a courses on just kind of learning about lighting and f-stop and, you know, depth of field and all those things. And, you know, it really does make a difference. And if I were to show you my photos and my videos from, you know, six, seven years ago, it would, it would be pretty rough to watch compared to the things that I create now, but that's, that's part of it, right? Like that's, yeah, that yeah. is part of what, like you're getting better at your craft. So it's been fun to see, but yeah, we pretty much just started out with whatever we had our hands on. And it was just like, Hey, if it's, if it's got a record button, we'll use it. So right. yeah, definitely. So now you travel all over the parts of the country and national parks, all of that. Could you highlight some of the most memorable experiences and how they've influenced your content? Have you started to veer towards a certain type or do you have a favorite? Yeah, this was a, this was a fun one. I was excited to answer. Probably this was our second, our second trip, second big road trip, but first road trip that we were spending a lot more time like in national parks, specifically like spending multiple days in them rather than just kind of driving through them. And we thought that we had this eight to 10 person tent. Okay. And it was, my aunt gave it to us. She was like, Hey, we have this thing. If you guys want to use it on your trip, we're like, awesome. So we had, it was three or no, no, no. It was six of us going. So we're like, Oh, we can all fit in this tent. So we show up to Yellowstone and Yellowstone gets very, very cold. It's one of the coldest places in the country. They get like 40 plus feet of snow every year. It's insane. So we're there in July and it still can get cold at night, literally can get down to the thirties, depending on the weather. And we start opening up the tent and we realize this doesn't really look like a tent. Like all the pieces were going up instead of out. Come to find out my aunt gave us a outdoor shower. No. It, was an, it was literally an outdoor shower. Oh my God. So, so we're like, okay, that was supposed to be one of the main tents. So my buddy ended up sleeping in this little like four by four cubicle outdoor shower tent with no bottom. He's just sleeping bare on the ground in his PJs with a blanket and a pillow. My wife and I were in a tent that was not rated for where we were. Our air mattress deflated in the middle of the night. My brother ended up in our Jeep because he was freezing. And then my two other friends were started out in hammocks, but the hammocks became so frostbitten that it started getting wet and they were freezing that they ended up in the car as well. It was one of those just like, we have no idea what we're doing. And we all slept terribly, barely got any sleep, woke up just freezing, miserable. But it's still a, a, it's still a story we literally talk about today because it was one of those things of realizing like, oh, if we're going to do this, like we've got to figure out what the heck we're doing. So that's probably a really fun story that we have from one of our, our trips. And then another really fun one. We actually were tracked and followed by a mountain ram in Glacier National Park in the parking lot. We were coming out of the bathroom to get back into our car and this mountain ram was like following a couple of my buddies in the parking lot and we like filmed the whole thing and it's not like he was like trying to hurt us or anything but he was just walking through the parking lot (laughs) yeah 
And, but they, they can be mean, like they will, they will come at you if they feel threatened. So we're just kind of like following it in the parking lot. Cause at that point we were intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having this 250 pound mountain ram, like 10, 15 feet from you, like walking in between the cars was a pretty memorable moment as well. Yeah. So I've got tons of stories, but those were two that I could just think of that kind of popped off the top of my head that were pretty fun. And that makes sense why now you sell a lot of that equipment on your website because people need it. If they're going to get inspired yeah. by content and want to go do what you do, they're going to need Yeah, something. we definitely try and point people to the things that they need to get to make it an enjoyable experience, not having the miserable experience that we had. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, a lot of people, they want to go viral. They want to you know, create a presence online and, you know, it's depending on your niche, it's not necessarily that easy to do, right? Like I'm in marketing and unless I go and talk about how you get rich quick, most people don't care. Today yeah. I, I put, I put my dog in my video. So we'll see how that does. <laughs> people but, do love the dogs. Yeah. I thought, well, every few seconds, if I just put my dog, maybe people, so we'll see how that goes. But what insights can you give? And, you know, just that, maybe factors that contribute to making a piece of viral content and are there any patterns or trends you've noticed? Yeah, I think it's, this is, this is definitely a weighted question. I think you can go viral multiple ways. You know, the, the Charlie D'Amelio post one video of dancing and it going crazy and her whole life and family's life changing forever is not really everybody's path. That's pretty one in like a hundred million. So, you know, and that can't happen. Like you could just post something one day, like you're a singer or something, you want to be an artist, you post a song of a cover and it just blows up and you just take off. Like things like that can happen. But typically that's not what I've seen, especially in, in my niche. In my niche, it's, it's definitely multiple, multiple ways that you can do it is, and, and I think it crosses over into, into other categories as well. Are you a really good storyteller is a great one. People want to be entertained, inspired, and educated, right? Those are like kind of three pillars that you can think of when you're trying to create a video. And that could be in any niche you're in. Mm -hmm. And if you're a really good storyteller in those three things, you have a chance always to be able to go viral. And you don't even know what it potentially could be that makes you go viral. It could be that one video that you're like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to care about this. And then all of a sudden it just explodes. And then it could be the one that you spend, you know, 50 hours on and not a soul watches it. So sometimes the algorithm and stuff just doesn't really make sense. The things that I have found that have worked for me, you know, you're testing different things that, that I see that are potential things that work. And then when something sticks or gives you a little bit of traction, I hit that and I hammer that home multiple times just in different scenarios. So for example, like I did a series where it was called places you won't believe exist in the United States. And the video would start out with those words on the screen. And then it would then give you the location of that place that they were looking at. So if it was a waterfall, it'd be like places you can't believe exist in the United States. And then three seconds into it, it would then say the waterfall. And I just found that with good music, good visuals, people were really connecting with it because they were watching longer. And I had a ton of videos go viral on that during the pandemic. So I just kept hammering it home. 
once I found that it worked, I just kept hitting it. And I literally grew a hundred thousand followers in a span of like four to six months. So, you know, it's, it's like, there's a lot of testing, a lot of things that kind of, you know, you got to just kind of keep throwing darts at the dartboard is what I call it. But when something sticks and you see that it's gaining traction, I say, I tell people to kind of hammer it and hit it home. So yeah, hopefully that, that's, that can seem like a, a, very weighted question. I'm kind of going all over the place, but the things I found is definitely the the educate, inspire is is something that's been big in in my niche, and I've seen a lot of success with. You know, I think that's interesting because you know, as a marketer, when people come to me and they say they want to grow social media, the things that I focus on are number one, inspiration. If they're on Instagram now, it's all reels, but still create inspiration and make some people feel something. I've grown Instagram accounts just with quotes. Like I'll put other stuff out there, but most people don't care about the other stuff. They just want the quotes. So I've done that organically. And then what's interesting about the stories is I kind of noticed that too. And I noticed obviously with the hooks and all of that, saying something shocking or something that doesn't, you know, like I think I had one video that went viral that I said something like, I started looking directly at the sun and I healed my eyes. <laughs> you know, people were like, what? You know, but yeah, there's a little bit of controversy because controversy sells. And I don't like to get too much into the clickbait stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you would, you'd be amazed at how triggered people get in the outdoor space. You know, you, you post a place in Glacier and they assume that you're wanting to like burn down the forest or, you know, (laughs) overrun the city. And it's like, okay, it's a national park. Like I'm posting a video of the road that I drove, like get over yourself. You just sound, but I also know like those people that are bringing that engagement are helping me. So it's like the haters are helping you grow your following. So stop taking it as, you know, bad and kind of lean into it. I, I know deep down what my heart's intent is, is to inspire others. And I get literally hundreds and hundreds, thousands of messages of people saying, you've inspired me. I've added all these places to my bucket list. Please keep showing us the world. I've had people tell me, hey, I'm handicapped. I can't go to these places. This is the only way I can see these things. So like literally looking at it through a screen is my version of being able to go. Please don't stop sharing. So it's like we get so tied up in the negative that we forget kind of the positive side of things. But it's also like, hey, there is a little bit of aspect into that, that you're playing the game of like, Hey, there are certain things I know when I post, it's going to get people, or I can't believe you posted that. Well, thank you. You just helped the algorithm. So there is a little game to that, that you got to kind of play alongside if you're truly trying to grow. Yeah. And this, and you pointed out storytelling, which I think is, is huge. I personally have been trying to work on that myself, but you know, I think that any video that I have ever had that got traction, there was some sort of story behind it. It was either emotional, inspirational or story, right? And I've been trying to hone that in on a lot of a lot of my clients. What's interesting is one of my clients came to me the other day. She saw some somebody that didn't know what they're talking about on TikTok that said, I'm just going to talk about my client's problems and not tell any stories whatsoever. And I, you know, I, I use a little bit of strong language and I said, she's an idiot. I didn't like that at all. She's like, why are you calling her an idiot? I said, have you ever seen a commercial where they just talk about how hungry you are? 
Like, you know, if you just did a, a commercial that was yeah. just, I'm hungry, like you have to, you have to like, you know, share a story. I'm hungry and I went to Burger King and this is what I'm going to experience. And, and it filled me up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and I think what people like minimize is content creators are the new, and I don't want to, I don't want to say it like pompously, but we're the new like quote unquote movie stars. And what I mean by that is people are going to these apps to be fed entertainment, right? It's mm -hmm. at the palm of their hand. And if you can utilize your, your platform to create engaging content, engaging storytelling, making them feel something, making an impact, you can build an audience unlike anything we've seen in the history of mankind before it was like you had to be a director get you know 50 million dollars have this movie idea get a bunch of movie stars blah 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 and it's like now people will see your video all over it's like you can literally grab your phone tell a story with your phone and reach millions of people at the palm of your hand and you know i also think it's a a big responsibility right yeah, because I don't take it lightly. And a lot of people are doing it for the wrong reasons, fame, wealth, power, whatever you want to call it. Like, I view it as a opportunity to show people how amazing our world is and the opportunities there to go and experience it for themselves. Like you don't have to be some rich person to go and have memorable moments like I did in Yellowstone, where I almost froze my butt off one night right? Like you can have that story yourself. I was staying in a $12 campsite and I was, I had one of my friends sleeping in a shower tent that I was given for free. You know, it's like, so you don't have to be some billionaire to be able to experience these things. And I, I don't take it lightly to be able to be that storyteller for this generation. And, and that's the thing that people have to realize. It's not as simple as just clicking record, talking into a camera and then just posting. And I think some people overanalyze things too. That's a whole other thing, but you have the power to create that audience based off of how much you kind of want to put into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think about the very, very first video that I ever went that went somewhat viral. I think it got 150,000 views on YouTube. And I'll tell you this, I, it was the day I quit. I, I did a video on Facebook. Nobody watched it. It was in the dark. And I was, it was on Amazon and what, how much you actually make. Cause I was out there doing the Amazon thing. I'm like, and I wanted to figure it out. Cause all these people were saying that you could become a millionaire. And I was like, no, you can't. Cause I started to crunch in the numbers. And I did this video on the numbers and I posted on YouTube. I didn't know anything about SEO. And I didn't know that's how it was. That platform was, you know, runs. And I posted it and I, I gave up and all of a sudden, like, I don't know, maybe three months later, I started getting all these notifications and I thought that maybe I left an ad on and now I'm going to be broke. <laughs> and I had this viral video of the worst video I've ever made in my life, quite frankly. But, you know, but I was telling a story and I was, you know, I was telling on the, on, on the liars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So Okay, so let's talk about the downside of going viral. You talked about it a little bit, but what should people prepare themselves for with this? Cause, you know, I've experienced a little bit. I got triggered a lot when I, you know, would get, I'm on TikTok. I think I've gotten maybe four, four or five, maybe more videos that got like half a million views, one that's got like a million. So I've experienced a little bit, but you are times 
four or almost five of what I've experienced. So what, from your perspective, should people prepare for just from a mental perspective? Yeah, I think, you know, without me trying to like sound pompous, I want to say we've had at least 30 plus videos of a million views throughout our, our platforms. And here's the deal. Okay. And this is going to go a little more psychological and with our society as a whole, but I think it's important. We are kind of, and there's the same thing that goes back to like, we are the modern day, you know, movie celebrity, however you want to call it, you know, content creation has given an opportunity for people to be seen by a lot of people. And our society has so puffed up what that means mm-hmm. because we're so insecure in ourselves that when we do go viral, you think it's going to be this big aha, so fulfilling moment, like all your dreams come true. And it's just really not the case. It's just a whole lot of attention and a whole lot of people start talking. And sometimes it's not always good. I mean, I just had a video literally a month, month and a half ago. It has four and 4.4 million views. And it was literally a, a video on a, um, a beautiful location in Glacier. And there's, I think there's like, there's like four or 5,000 comments on the thing. I mean, there's a ton of comments. And I would say 75%, 80% are positive. But there's 20% of people just absolutely going at it with each other. It has nothing to do with me. They're just, you know, oh, all the Californians are ruining Montana, like out of nowhere. And people are just yelling at each other. And and it's like, I sit back, I'm like, am I like, am I causing this by these people going, getting mad at each other? Like, it's literally just a beautiful video glacier. Why are we talking about politics and Californians and you're, you know, California, my Montana or whatever it is. And so not everything is roses and just like, oh, that's awesome. I get excited when a video goes viral just because I know it's an opportunity to reach a bigger audience because you're just going to get more numbers and then capitalize on that reach because those new people come in, you can interact with them on your stories, you can interact with them in new ways, you can try and connect them into your email list, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's definitely benefits of it, but there's definitely things where it's like, if you think the one video goes viral and all of a sudden your whole life is fulfilled, like you've got a another thing coming. <laughs> now yeah. it's a little different for a small business, right? Like a small business, you might own like a, I don't know, a, a calligraphy shop or you sell mugs or you are, you sell tacos in a taco truck. And you might have a video go viral and it might change your business forever because now all of a sudden all these people are aware like, oh, there's a physical thing I can go and purchase, I can buy. And so like, yeah, like I totally make sense. But for a creator like myself, where I don't necessarily like have a billboard on the front of our thing, like buy this, it's a different type of purchase. I'm getting money based off of retention and people engaging in my content to sell to other brands. It's not necessarily like, hey, come to this location and buy this taco or, hey, buy this mug and I'll ship it to you. So, you know, I'm sure there are benefits for some people when they do go viral. And I've heard those stories, but I would just prepare your heart because if you're like wanting this big fulfillment that, you know, going viral is going to make you feel like loved or seen or like, ooh, I've made it. It's just, it's it's not because eventually 
the the attention will fizzle and then you still have to be good and you're right you have to keep producing you have to keep producing and it's like if you can't keep producing and being consistent it doesn't mean a hill of beans because your metrics might look really good for that one month but what happens on the next month if you had one video get a million views but then the next month you can't even break a hundred thousand and you posted 35 videos you see what i mean so it's like I like to look at it in like chunks, like three months chunks. What did my last three months look like? How consistent was I through those? So hopefully that answers your question. I just think we put way too much focus on going viral and like making it feel good about ourselves when we do. And I'm here to tell you as somebody who's gone viral literally dozens and dozens of times, you're not going to feel any more fulfilled internally because you did it. I like that people resonate with my my footage and they're appreciating it. So like that is fulfilling. But as a whole, if you just think like, oh, my whole life is going to be different because I had that one video, it's not necessarily always the case. Yeah. Yeah. And I think TikTok, especially because people are so into binge watching. You oh, know? Yeah. And they're just, it, it's a little bit different than like, say, Facebook or Facebook or even YouTube where people will subscribe or they'll follow your account and then they can go binge watch your, your content on that page where TikTok, they can do that, but they're more, more likely just to be in the FYP and, and depend on the AI to feed yeah, there. And it's like, TikTok's like every five seconds, right? It's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. It's like, ha. yeah. No, yeah. no retention on that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very hard to convert those people into actual customers and money into your pocket. If you're trying to make a living. Whereas like if you're going viral on YouTube, if you gain 10,000 subscribers on one video, that could change, that could alter your entire business because you've taken your floor, your base of where your views could be in your ad revenue and you could exit times, you know, 20, 20%, 30%. Instead of making $400 a month, you can make $1,200 a month in ad revenue. Like it's a huge, so it it definitely does depend on what platform you do. Instagram is big for us because when you go viral on Instagram, that gives you backing for a lot of the brands because whatever people want to say, Instagram is is still considered like the professional high-end social account. Like if brands are trying to spend a lot of money to show off their products, they want to do it on Instagram. They want it to look most professional on Instagram. TikTok is definitely growing in that, but it is it is very harder to reach the clientele and lock them in for long term. Yeah. And then YouTube is just the king of of everything because it's YouTube, right? It's yeah. just a big giant search engine and it's an arm of Google. So it's definitely kind of knowing your platform, knowing your kind of your business model and and being able to to, to adapt to those different ones. So let's talk about how you make a living. Because I know there's so many people that are like, how does he post all of these amazing, this footage of all of these amazing places and still bring in revenue? And I feel like most people think that's like the magic part. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of break it down like this. There's there's multiple avenues to make money in my space. Okay. In my particular niche, you make money on ad revenue. Okay. Which is eyeballs. So I'm making money on Facebook. I'm making money on Instagram. I'm making money on YouTube. I'm making money on TikTok. 
Okay, all four of those platforms, I have a large enough following that I get ad revenue for views, okay? So people watch my videos, I get paid for the amount of people that watch my videos, how they interact, how they share, all of those things are different metrics that each platform determines how they determine it. And it's all over the place. So it's like, it's, it's for, for the amount of money that you can make, it could easily be the most amount of money you make. And it's also the most inconsistent where one month you could make, you know, eight, $10,000 on one platform. And then the next month make a thousand bucks. So it's just, it's just all over the place and it's not something to necessarily rely on. Yeah. So ad revenue is one uh, brand deals are huge in my field. So brands will reach out to me or I reach out to a brand and I will pitch to post on my different socials with my engagement, my metrics to promote their product to my, my customers, right? So if we'll say like an example, I just worked with an outdoor shoe company called Forsake. They're a great brand. Go check them out. They make really cool shoes for girls, guys, very outdoorsy. They paid me to create content for them and then to post on my socials to promote their summer new arrivals that they just had come in, right? So I was already going on a trip because that's kind of what you have to do in the travel space. Like a lot of people don't realize like these people aren't paying me to go and travel. I still have to cover all those things. That's a huge part of my business expense. It's like I live in Dallas. Dallas is an awesome city. But it doesn't exactly fit my vibe for travel vibes, outdoor nature. Like if you've ever been to Dallas, like it's it's the plains of America. Okay. Yeah. It's flat. There's no there's no majestic mountains and epic alpine lakes and ocean. There's none of that. It's a big city, it's a concrete jungle, tons of great food. There's a concert every weekend. But outside of that, it's like that's not my target audience. Right. Yeah. So I can't just sit here. It's a great place to live. The taxes are great. You know, I, I have great, I have family here. We love our church, all those things. So it's like, there's tons of benefits to it. But if I were to just create content here, my page would die in six months because there's just, it's just not good. It's not good. Right. So I have to go out. I have to take the risk, go on different trips. And then I will then pitch to brands like, Hey, I'm going on this trip. I'm going here. Would you be interested in promoting your products for this? Right. And so usually it, it falls in line because I'm going to be making money regardless because I'm creating content for the ad revenue. So you get what I mean? So it's kind of twofold. Yeah. So that's the second way. And the third way, and this is a really good way for people who especially are starting out because you really don't need a following. It's called UGC, which is user generated content. And this is newer, but in essence, brands will give you like if you're a good if you're just a good creator if you're good creating you're good with video you're good with editing you're good with storytelling if they don't necessarily want to put their name on your page they will pay you to just create content for them so like hey send me that backpack and i can go get 20 photos for you in the mountains and you can use them for your marketing purposes mm -hmm. so that's like a really easy way to do as well okay then you've got affiliate links which mm -hmm. is I mean, you could do a whole podcast episode on that alone, right? Okay. I, do, I do affiliate links with like travel agencies that are trying to book things. So like in cities, tours, food tour, you know, river cruise, whatever it is, you know, go up the Empire State Building, buy this tour $49.99 and you get 10% if somebody books it, right? Then there's affiliate links like 
hey, these are my 10 essentials for camping, right? So buy this tent, buy these shoes, buy this jacket. And if they buy, I get a portion of the sale through the affiliate link. So that's a big way. And then, you know, just different opportunities that this is the one that we're really working on is our courses Mm -hmm. and our digital products, which is like, you know, how to level up your photography game, you know, how to become a content creator in 2023, all those types of creative things. We're just in the development stage of those because we've seen so many people create these courses and there's, I've bought quite a few of them and some of them are such trash. It's like the biggest waste of $20. Like you could find all that stuff and more on YouTube. So it's like, I really want to create something that's actually giving people value rather than just feel like I'm stealing $20 from them because of my name and my following. I'd much rather spend more time on that to build it rather than to just kind of, you know, throw it out there and make it easy, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, there's multiple ways to be making money. And there's even more than that. Those are just kind of some of the major ones uh, that I can think off the top of my head. Uh, But it's not all like, oh, yeah, like, oh, sorry, definitely one that has to be said is working with tourism boards. That one, usually, if I work with them, they're covering all expenses. So like, I'm about to go on a trip for Alabama, the state of Alabama. And we're going to be working on a project down in the um, coastal region for them. And it's a three day trip and everything's paid for the flights, uh, the hotels, the car rental, all our food, everything. And then they're paying us on top of that. So like those are those are ones that I would say definitely everything is covered. But all the other stuff is like what I decide to go and do and take the risk to go and create that content and try and get some brands on board to create. I love it. Yeah. And people don't talk about, you know, how even affiliate links after a while, some of them expire and you've got to get new ones or, you know, especially the ones that give you a lot of revenue. Those tend to over time, I, at least I found like maybe, maybe they'll be good for a year, maybe two years, but then all of a sudden nothing. So you've got to keep kind of keep, or they change the revenue that they're giving you. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden it it, it was 8%. Now it's six. Yeah. You know, things like that. And I've we found that YouTube is really good for the affiliate links because if you're creating content that is meant to be purposed for long term, then you can just constantly be making money every year, whether the video is one years old or three years old. Yeah. So that's like those are things to really consider in my specific space. But then it's like, you know, okay, what what is the busiest shopping time of the year, right? It's September to December, right? People just going absolutely mad crazy in the fourth quarter for Thanksgiving, Christmas, all those things. So like in my field, we're going to do a ton of content on like, hey, you're going to buy, you're already planning on buying somebody those hiking shoes because you know they love to go and hike. We'll consider like helping us and, you know, supporting us all you got to do is literally buy it through this link. Like it doesn't cost you anything else yeah. and it helps us. It helps the creator be able to put food on the table. So, you know, you just got to kind of be creative and find new ways to kind of get yourself out there for the different ways that you can make the funds. So I do want to mention, I do want to ask you specifically about the course. What's, what is the first course that you plan on launching and what can people kind of ex- expect from it? 
Yeah. So I, I, we've kind of gone back and forth and I think by far the, the thing that we've been asked the most is like, how do I, how do I start? Like what, what, where the heck do I even begin? Cause you know, there's people working nine to fives, hate their job, but they have a, a hobby that they love that they come home to at night. And they're like, like, how can I turn this into something that eventually could become like something I'd much rather do. Right. Like, I love to, I don't know, collect and sell Legos, right? Like how would I start as a content creator from zero to making that a full-time gig? Yeah. And so I think for us, the thing that we really want to release is like the first thing is like a beginner's guide to becoming a content creator. And so it would be like all the necessary steps to at least start you on your path. And then after like getting some good feedback and seeing kind of where people are from that, then potentially making like a bigger course of maybe more niche down of specifically like, how do I become a travel content creator? How do I pitch to travel brands? Um, how do I make money in that field? Uh, those types of things. So I definitely think the content creator beginner course is one. And then the second one that we're talking about is um, just like a, a preset with our photos you know, we get, we get asked a lot, like, how do you edit your photos and things like that? And, yeah. you know, you, those are pretty easy. It's, it's, they're called LUTs, L-U-T-S, where people buy like 15 or 20 edits from you in kind of like a PDF, and then they can download it onto their, their Lightroom or their Adobe or whatever it is that they use for their editing software. And then literally you can take a photo, throw your photo in the software, and then just click the one, like, you know, shadow and you hit shadow and it automatically edits it for you exactly how we would have it formatted. So I think those are two ones that we're kind of looking to finalize to release. And then we'll kind of go from there. There's, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, you know, with the, with the course game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've, I've got 12 of them and I keep on creating more. <laughs> I'm addicted to course creation. Well, and they're fun, right? Like people, people get a lot of out of them. If you truly put in the work that I know we're going to continue to put the work into to finish them, you can give a lot of value to people way more than what they're spending on. Yeah. I, yeah. And I really appreciate when people say, wow, that was advanced. You know, I would rather someone say, wow, that was really advanced than I took this and I didn't learn anything. Right. Or I already knew it. Yeah. No, so I always, yeah. I, I try to make the promise that if you take this course on this topic, you'll never have to take another one on the same thing. Yeah. See, and I, I really appreciate that because in a lot of ways people, it's like I said, they just, they throw twenty nine ninety nine up there and it's like five slides that they literally created in some Canva thing that just yeah, looks right? cheesy and it's like, Hey, look, okay. We all, we all need to eat. So I'm not, I'm not trying to bash other creators, you yeah. know, Hey, they, they convince people to buy. So like, good for them. But ultimately I also would sit down and be like, come on, man. Like you, you whip that together in like a one day sitting on your couch while binge watching stranger things. Like you didn't really put effort into that. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, when I think of the beginner's guide, it's like, I want them to have so much stinking information that they would be like almost forced to start where it'd be like, oh my gosh, like I have everything I need to, there's no excuse for me not to at least go for it. 
right? Yeah. Like how, how, like, let's do this thing. So yeah. that's kind of how I envision it. I'm so inspired. <laughs> so let me ask you um, one question. I think that a lot of people get this and it, it kind of comes up. How do you maintain authenticity when you're promoting or you have a, like a sponsored video for a product? Yeah, this is a good, I think this is a fantastic question because, you know, sometimes beggars can't be choosers. You know, there are, there are months where it's like, you know, this coming month in September, you know, without sounding too cocky, we're easily probably going to clear five figures. Right. But then there's months like August that are a slower month for us where, you know, I'm covering my bills pretty much. So there are times where it's like, if a brand reaches out to you and it might not be a hundred percent like, okay, I don't necessarily want this on my page. I'll just say no. But then there are times where it's like, Hey, you know, like they're, they're willing to pay us. Like I got to pay the bills, right. got to feed my kid. I got to feed my, I got to feed my wife. I got to pay the mortgage. So it's like, you can't, you can't necessarily complain on it. Now, the biggest thing for me is just like making sure at least they somewhat align in our niche. So it's like, you know, if all of a sudden my wife and I were doing, I don't know, we're not, she's not really into makeup. She does it a little bit, but if all of a sudden I was so desperate that we were doing you know, three advertisements for cosmetic stuff in the outdoor space, it might look a little weird, right? Like it's not necessarily why people are coming to an outdoor page. Doesn't yeah. mean people in the outdoors that are hiking and things don't use makeup. Of course they do, right? I've seen plenty of people with makeup, but it's, it's, it's a thing that every, lots of women use. Yeah. Uh, but for us, it's more so like trying to find brands that kind of align with our vision, the things that we want to promote, and then making sure we're getting them the content they want, but also letting us be able to be creative in our voice. And for some brands, it's really easy to do that. A lot of them, it's like, hey, we, we're coming to you because we trust you. Go and, go and get the content, like you've got it. And then there's other brands that are a little bit more strict on what exactly they're looking for. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, they're the ones paying. So it's like, you've got to give them what they want. So we try and like have a... I don't want to say threshold, but just making sure that, hey, if this is like way out of left field, like we, we, we can't force a, you know, a peg in a, in a, you know, square in a round hole or whatever. Yeah. And I just think the biggest thing that people have issues with is they're not posting enough content so that when you are doing the ads content, it feels like all you're posting on your page is ads. Mm. and people feel like you've turned into a billboard. That and here's sense. what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by that. If you're on your Instagram account, if you're only posting 10 reels a month and three of them are ads because you know you needed to make five, 10 grand to pay your bills, 30% of everything you post is trying to tell somebody to buy something from someone yeah. else. So you tell me, if you were my audience, wouldn't you feel kind of like, you're not really giving me a lot of value here, Lucas, like pretty yeah. much everything I'm seeing from you. And you know how the algorithm works. If you go on Instagram right now, unless you favorited somebody and told them to see, you don't necessarily always see their stuff every time you go on there. So you might only go on there four times in a week. And if three of the times you went on there were three ads from me, you're unfollowing me. I mean, you yeah. just, you just are. So we have made a, a decision to 
post so much content that it it the ad stuff flows into our content so it doesn't just feel like we're selling ourselves to you know any who any joe schmo that kind of walks down the street if that makes sense yeah yeah so if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out what would it be who stop overthinking it would 100 percent be my advice i would have given myself i think so many people who are starting out overthink they're worried about what people will say they're worried about what if something does go viral how do i handle it they're worried about what their family thinks they're worried about what their friends are going to say they're worried about if their audio sucks if their visuals sucks if their storytelling sucks hey i got i got news for you everybody sucks when they start it's true yeah literally go go and look at mr beast first videos he's the most awkward weird he was in high school when he started. Yeah. He's just like in his room, like playing video games. I think Mr. Beast is doing just fine, right? So I just think we care way too much about what other people think about us. And I don't think it's bad to have self-awareness of like feedback, right? Like if people are saying to you, bro, the camera's too shaky. I'm going to throw up. I can't watch your video, but I want to. Well, then try and find something to stabilize your camera. Like, it's not something to take offense to it. But if you're starting out and you can't afford a microphone to have good audio and people are like, your audio sucks, your audio sucks. Yeah, just keep posting until you can afford to buy that audio equipment, that mic or whatever. Like, just stop overthinking it. And and most people think they need a ton of money and equipment to buy ridiculous amounts of stuff. Most people have a phone and it's plenty capable to do 90% of the things they need to. So yeah, that would be my advice. I think I overthought it way too much and it made the first three, four years, I don't want to say obsolete, but way less of a slow start because I was just so worried about what people would think of me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I sure relate with that. So Lucas, if there are individuals that are listening and maybe they want to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to talk to anybody who would love to work with us or just chit chat. We love connecting. I would say probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is on my Instagram. The tag is the journey EST 2016. That will lead you to our link tree contact form, or you can just go straight to my website, which is the journey est2016.com uh and there's like a contact form on that for brands for you know any joe schmo that wants to kind of talk to us those are probably my two best forms of contact and then if you know we need to connect via phone i i'd be able to give you my phone number so. okay perfect and i'll put all your links down below as well thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise absolutely it was a it was a pleasure and thank you to your audience for listening i I'm humbled that I, I get to even help other people in, in this field, you know, encourage other people. Just know that like, there's a quote that I heard. It's like, what if it turns out better than you ever thought it could? Yeah. And that was like, a, that was like a huge thing for me when like taking the leap this year to go full time in this was just like, what if it turns out better than you ever thought? And, you know, there's been some ups and downs, but kind of the progress that we're seeing, it's like, wow, this is actually turning into 
like a career and who would have thought, but it would have never happened if I just didn't take the leap. So I would just encourage your audience, like take the leap. Don't wait. Yeah, definitely. If you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful week.